Hello and welcome to the 1-160th of a second photography podcast. If you're listening in the future, I'm still in lockdown due to coronavirus. Um, it's not too bad. I'm seeing more of my family, but I am not doing much photography and not bored yet but who knows you'll probably find it in future episodes today's episode is about the comparisons between the fuji xf10 and the ricoh gr3 i have both cameras and they're both similar cameras but one's got to be better than the other so i'm going to talk about which one's better than the other which one maybe you would go for why i've got both and a few other things about them so initially I looked at the Ricoh GR3 when it came out and I thought that's too much money for me to spend so I didn't get it. I wanted that type of camera, I like that type of camera, I've got the Sony RX100, you know I like that small camera size, I like it for street photography, I like not being burdened down by gear particularly for street photography and when it came out I was really up in my game in street photography and doing more street photography and getting more ambitious so on and so forth but I just felt it was too much money, it was £800, that was too much. So I started to look at the XF10 and the XF10 was about £400 but I managed to get a refurbished one for a lot cheaper. So I bought the XF10 and I sold my Fuji X70 and the money I got from that more than paid for the XF10. The XF10 had a better sensor, it was smaller, it was generally a better camera than the X70. nothing wrong with the x70 the x70 had a tilt screen but it was too big for what i wanted and the xf10 was just better and i was happy with the xf10 and and people put the xf10 down but the image quality from it was fantastic it was 24 megapixel modern APS-C sensor it was very good it just wasn't quite good at focusing but then I thought it doesn't matter for street photography I'll probably use snap focus and the GR2 the GR3 and the XF10 all have snap focus and that's not a feature you find very often on a camera so I started using it with snap focus and it was it, it was fine I got some very good images but I also missed a lot of images I missed a lot of images with the XF10 for reasons we'll go into later it had quite a good SR plus mode it had face tracking it was quite good it wasn't particularly good for my family shots I take a lot of pictures of the family my children and one of the nice things with the Fuji camera is I've got the Fuji Instax printer I can print directly to that I can take a raw shot I can then develop it in the camera in the Fuji camera and I can print it and I can stick it on the fridge that's great you could do that with Fuji cameras no Fuji camera I've ever had has been that great at capturing family shots just because young children move about very quickly and the Fuji's I've had have never kept up focusing wise. So I've had the original X100. I borrowed the X100F. I've had the X70 and I've still got the XF10. And none of them have been great competent family cameras. A DSLR is much better. Other cameras are better at getting that snappy focus. So as you will have known from my Ricoh GR3 review, I came across my Micro Four Thirds kit and I thought, you know what, I'm just not using it. I wasn't confident that I would get a good resale value for it. I thought if I sell these things on eBay, it's going to be a lot of hassle. I've got some good lenses. I don't want people scamming me. I don't know if I'll get a good price for them. So in the end, I opted to trade in. I thought, I'm just not using them. So there was no point in me having them around. I've got a few other bits of kit that I don't use. I've got a Canon 550D that I absolutely love. It's my first Canon DSLR. And I just know if I sell that, I'll get £100 for it. And 
I'd rather keep it as a backup camera than benefit from £100. So I still keep that. I don't use it because I have my Canon 200D, which is a lot superior in many, many ways and has the fantastic Canon autofocus, etc, etc. So I have kit that I want to sell, but it's not worth it for what I'd get in return for it. So I keep it. But with the Micro Four Thirds stuff, it was good. It was current. There were current lenses and I only sold my lenses. I kept the G7 and I bought a speed booster, uh, not a Metabones, I bought a Viltrox speed booster so I can use my Canon EF glass with it and do some 4K filming and some photography if I want to. So long story short, it didn't cost me anything to get the Ricoh GR3 because I traded in kit I already had. So all of a sudden that barrier to getting it, which was it cost £800, went. So I traded in and I got it and it came and I thought if I like it, I'll sell the XF10. If I think the XF10 is much better value, I'll keep the XF10 and I'll sell the GR3, you know, and, and that sort of thing. And then I sort of thought, I'll do a comparison on my YouTube channel, and I haven't done that yet. And then we went into lockdown. So I didn't sell it immediately, simply because I wanted to do a review. It was January when it came, and I thought, oh, people aren't going to, I'm not going to get a good price for this in January. No one has any money in January. And then we went, after that, we quickly went into lockdown. So I haven't sold it. So while I've got it, it's probably a good chance to do a podcast episode about the differences between it. So I've talked about the XF10 is about 400 pounds gr3 is about 800 pounds probably going to go up and down the gr3 will come down more in price than the xf10 will both have excellent image quality i'd say they're about the same they were very similar specs megapixel and sensor similar gr3 i think has very good low light performance but you know what so does the xf10 i'm really happy with the image quality the lens is about the same as well i think they're both an approximate 28 millimeter field of view don't seem to get much distortion or vignetting so i'd say the lens is about the same one lens does something better than the other. We'll talk about that a bit later. So the battery quality is, again, is about the same. It's not very good on either. The Ricoh GR series are known for not having good batteries. And it's not that the batteries are bad for whatever reason. They, they don't last long. They, they last long enough for me. I've got, I bought a spare battery for the XF10 because the battery is not very good on that. Or the battery life, I should say, is not very good on that. Um, I haven't bothered with the Ricoh GR3 because I can charge it over usb quite easily and i can charge the xf10 over usb as well but Ricoh gr3 is usb-c so it's just a little bit easier to do that and a little bit quicker but i would get a day of my shooting out of the gr3 and the xf10 actually other people it may be different i'm not recording video on these devices either so battery life is okay but the battery life is known to be poor on both connectivity this is something that's becoming quite important i am connecting my phone an awful lot to the cameras both have an app you can both transfer images. I would say the Ricoh GR3 has a slight edge because you can transfer over Bluetooth, so it is quicker. You can leave a connection on constantly. Once you have a picture on your camera, it can move over to your phone. I don't have that, but I do connect over Bluetooth. Both cameras have film simulations and they're called different things in different cameras, but they're essentially film simulations. So on the GR3, they're not called film simulations. I forget what they're called, but they are film simulations on the Fuji. Fujis are probably slightly better than the GR3, but it's it's a very, very close race. And what you can do on both, as I've talked about before, is you can take a raw image and then you can develop it into a JPEG. And you can do that on both cameras. And you can change the film simulation. You can ch you can push shadows. You can change exposure. You can do all these sort of things. What I like on the Fuji is you can really push the shadows. You can go up in stops. I don't think that's quite there on the GR3, although I, I can't quite remember. So I can underexpose 
on the Fuji and I can bring it up in doing raw processing in the camera and, and both have the raw processing and again I can get images that have been processed onto my phone and I can print to my Instax printer. On the Fuji I can connect straight away to my Instax printer so I don't have to go through the phone. On the Ricoh I have to go through the phone, really not the end of the world. Both have macro but the macro on the GR3 is vastly superior. I think the GR3 is vastly underrated in its macro abilities. It's very good for macro. It's not as good as a dedicated macro lens but still good enough and the gr3 has loads and loads of features so talking about macro i know that i can put on peaking and i can put on edge detection and all these things it just has so many features and it's so customizable so the gr3 easily wins when it comes to features compared to the xf10 however doesn't mean the xf10 doesn't have good features it does the ricoh gr just has so many features and is so much more customizable. You can remap buttons on the XF10, but you can remap every button on the GR3. However, saying that, the GR3 probably has more features than anyone would need to use. The average person won't use all the features on the GR3. If we talk about size, the size is approximately the same. I think the GR3 slips into the pocket easier, and I will talk about that later. Both have a hot shoe. The XF10 has built-in flash, and the Ricoh GR3 doesn't. The GR2 had a built-in flash, the GR3 doesn't. And what's really good about the XF10 is it's a leaf shutter, so you can use the flash at any shutter speed. There's no syncing problem. So both can use an external flash. Sort of defeats the object of having a small camera that's pocketable to stick an external flash on, but you can. The XF10 has it built in, and the XF10's flash is very good, so you can get some really good flash images using the XF10. The Ricoh GR3 doesn't have many modes. It has the mode you need, it has enough, it has program mode, manual, aperture priority, shutter priority, and it has three customizable modes. And when we talk about those three customizable modes, you can select them on the mode dial. It doesn't change the mode, you can pick any of the other modes and other features and save it as a preset and you can access it from the mode dial. So I have a preset on U1 for macro. So when I turn it to U1, it puts it in macro mode, it puts it in aperture priority and it turns on edge detect and a few other things and it, I think it sets the ISO to auto. So all the things I want, I can save as a preset and I can put it into a preset that's accessible easily from the mode dial. There are six presets you can put in on the GR3 and you can name each one of them with a little keyboard on the in the camera, which is very useful. So I just call it macro. You can only put three of those on the mode dial. Now, speaking of the mode dial, you have to press a button in when you change mode on the GR3. And that, I suspect, has been designed for people taking it in and out of a pocket. So it means you can easily take it in and out of a pocket and you're not going to change your mode. It's a nice little feature that Rico have thought of. On the XF10, you've got more modes and you've got more auto modes. So you've got your standard manual, shutter priority, aperture priority, etc. You've got landscape mode, a portrait mode. You've got all those auto modes that you would see on your DSLR and other cameras. One mode that I quite like, I'm not a fan of auto mode, but one mode I do like is SR+. So it automatically works out which is the best auto mode for you. The face detection works quite well in it. So if I hold it up to a building, it will detect the building, not as a face, but it will detect the building, focus on the building, and it will say, oh, we need to go into landscape. Speaking of face detect, both have face detect. However, the GR3s is better than the XF10. The XF10 does well in face detect. The XF10's focusing is not great, but it seems to do better at focusing, particularly for family shots, if I put it in face detect. That does better than 
trying to get focus any other way from moving children. So the Ricoh GR3 has better face detect. It's not the best face detect system out there. It's not the best in the world at face detect. It is better than the XF10 and it is used as well. So let's talk about focusing and focusing for these cameras is, is key and it probably your decision will come down to focusing if you were thinking between these two cameras. Focusing on the XF10 is considered poor. The focusing wasn't as bad as everyone made out. So when I got the camera, I was expecting the focusing to be dreadful. And it's not dreadful. It's far from dreadful. But it's not excellent and it's not superb. It can be slow to focus. It can hunt. It can lose focus very easily. Generally, it's fine. And it didn't really matter to me because I plan to use it in snap focus anyway. So like I said before, it has a snap focus mode and not many cameras do. If I'm taking family shots, generally I can get autofocus okay if I'm quick. But with the XF10, I have missed shots. I've missed street photography shots. I've missed family shots because it's been hunting around for focus. I'm not really going to put it in snap focus for, for family shots. You know, I want some nice bokeh and blurred out backgrounds. I want things in focus add f2.8 to get a nice more pleasing family image i would say the ricoh gr i have no problems with focus again it's probably not the best focusing camera in the world but i've never missed anything and when i got the gr3 i was thinking oh, i'll use this predominantly in snap focus mode or i'll be setting it to infinity or i'll be using manual focus but the more i used it the more i thought no i don't need to because the focusing is good. Both cameras have a touch screen, so with both cameras you can touch and it will focus. The Ricoh GR3 is very snappy. I can put it in the mode where it picks its own focus zones. I can really customize the focus on the GR3 and pick various modes, but essentially, autofocus is very good. The tracking and the continuous focus are, are okay. They're not brilliant. Each focusing mode is better than the XF10. And I would say the GR3 has a better implementation of snap focus than the XF10. Better manual focus implementation and you can quickly put it into infinity as well. And you can get to those menus quicker. So if I want to change focus on the GR3, I can do it so much quicker without having to dive into the menus. I can do it on the camera, dials and touch controls, and I can change things much easier than I can on the XF10. Metering is also better on the GR3. The metering is pretty much the same. However, on the GR3, you have highlight metering, which meters for the highlights so they are not clipped and blown out. And that makes everything else darker. But one, that's a good look. And two, because it's a modern and good sensor, you can then bring up the shadows in post-production. And you can with both of them, but the metering I deem better on the GR3 because of that mode. That mode allows me to quickly snap a photo and for that photo to be a stunning photo when I edit it in post. So I can bring the shadows up, highlights are perfectly balanced. And when you're doing things like street photography, you're looking for contrast, looking for light and dark areas, rays of light, shards of light. That's what that metering mode is for and it's very good. So if I were just doing landscape photography with these two cameras, I don't think it would really matter. I would have time to do my focusing. I would get roughly the same image quality. I wouldn't be bothered about highlight metering. I wouldn't be bothered about the speed at which I take a photo, so it wouldn't matter. But really, both of these cameras are aimed at street photography. And I think there's a big overlap here with family photographs. You want to take a small camera with you. You want to get that image with family photographs. You don't want to be making your family stand for a long time, reposition, focusing while you're getting those images. And overall, the GR3 wins. 
it wins on that simply because it seems silly but on the xf10 you've got a lens cap and if you didn't have a lens cap you damage the lens taking it in and out of your pocket so you take it out you take the lens cap off you turn it on it's a little bit slower to start up it's a little bit slower to respond you may have missed your image with the gr3 take it out your pocket press the on button the lens pops out and within less than a second you can take an image well you're not going to miss your image then then you can turn it off and you can put it back in your pocket and you can walk away you've got your street photography image taken without any drama also with the gr3 the focusing is going to be better the focusing is trusted i haven't missed any images with the gr3 I've missed images with the XF10 or they've been mistimed and it's ended up blurry. Like I said, it's got a quicker startup time. The highlight metering is very useful for street photography. It has stabilization, probably for street photography. You're going to be taking images with a high shutter speed, high aperture and a high ISO value. However, if you want to get some blurring, i.e. you want to stand somewhere and have people walk about, get them blurred, then you're going to be on a lower shutter speed and a higher aperture and maybe a lower ISO. But stabilization comes in useful there it's very good to have it's very useful but i'm probably not going to use it probably didn't need it but it has image stabilization whereas the xf10 doesn't so the gr3 has image stabilization where the xf10 doesn't the gr3 is better at single-handed use i can do everything with one hand the only criticism i have is it's a right hand setup and i'm left-handed but then all cameras are going to be like that and i would say the gr3 has an excellent screen you can adjust the brightness really easily the screen is excellent you get no reflections in it it's a really good screen both the touch screens and that has its use but yeah the gr3 is a more polished camera in terms of screen i would say they're both well built Probably the GR3 is slightly better built, but there's no issues with build quality on the XF10. Video, neither of these cameras are video cameras. They're not designed for video. You know, people have a GH5, people have a Canon EOS R, there are 5D Mark IV. Those, I would say, are video cameras. Those are cameras you would take videos with. These aren't cameras people are going to buy for their video abilities. However, saying that, that because the GR3 has a very good macro mode, whatever you can do in stills, you can do in video mode on the GR3, apart from setting the aperture and the shutter speed, because it's all automatic. And the GR3 has 24, 30, and 60 frames per second recording. So if I want to do a close up shot for youtube video then the gr3 is very good for that it's the only macro ability i have really so that's that's very good so i like to use that but the video quality isn't brilliant it's better quality than the fuji xf10 now later fujis like the x100v and the new cameras they brought out that are interchangeable lens have really good quality cameras they have 4k interestingly the xf10 has 4k but it's at 15 frames per second so no one would use it the gr3 has a time lapse mode built in and quite a good time lapse mode it has some really good creative things like double exposures and things but going back to the video the xf10 has a mic input but it has quite low quality video the gr3 is better but it's not as good as a dslr it's not as good as a mirrorless camera and i'll be honest it's probably not as good as your phone particularly if you're using software like filmic pro so you'll get better image quality out of your phone however i still use the gr3 for macro on youtube videos so which one should you get should you get either if you're into street photography or if you want a light camera 
these are good cameras ultimately you'd have to compare it to what you've got and most people would think why not use a phone and that is a valid argument a phone i find too slow for street photography images in fact phone is very good for street photography because no one notices it it's so commonplace now no one will stop if you're taking a picture on your phone even if you're directly taking a picture of them on your phone they're not going to quibble they're so used to seeing it no one flinches get a camera out people behave slightly differently however a phone is too slow in my opinion if you're interested in both cameras and you're going to use snap focus and manual focus only potentially the xf10 would be a better value for money for you the gr3 is going to have a better resale value it's a more sought after camera it hasn't been slagged off on the internet like the xf10 has it has much more favorable reviews it's seen as a more premium camera so if you buy one you sell it you get better return on your money from the gr3 if you're concerned about family snaps or getting that image then it's the gr3 each time the gr3 you'll get the image you want with it whereas with the xf10 you'll still be taking off the lens cap or the camera will be hunting for focus so if getting the image is important and you're not a manual focuser and you want autofocus it's the gr3 i have no regrets about buying the gr3 at all in fact my only regret is I wish I bought it sooner. The XF10 is a good camera. And again, it's not the camera that makes the image. It's the person, it's the subject, it's the composition. And in a world of gear, sometimes we forget that. Don't forget to give a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. It just helped the podcast so much. Thank you. Goodbye.